Hi, I'm the Strategist Cowboy. This week, I'm reviewing an American-Belgian-style ale from Fort Bragg in California. It's an ale with a very high ABV level. Not unheard of, but very high. I am putting it up against itself. Lately, that has been the case in my show. But it hasn't been deliberate from my side. I, I have in the recent past tried out a lot of stronger ABV German 50 centiliters, i.e. 17 ounces beers, that I haven't tested before, and some other high ABV beers too. This week's first and only contestant is the beer assortment Brother Thelonious. Let's get ready to rumble! Our first and only contestant this week is the beer assortment Brother Thelonious, Thelonious from North Coast Brewing Company. The brewery has been around since 1988 but I would say that this still is a craft beer brewery and not a mainstream brewery. Good heavens, if it hadn't been a craft beer brewery, they would have gone bankrupt because of the high cost on it, on at least this beer assortment of theirs. The brewery is environmentally friendly. The ingredients in the Brother Thelonious beer assortment are water, barley malt, but apart from that, I have no information on this beer, beer's ingredients from either the bottle, the brewery website, or Sustainbloget. The beer isn't represented on Sustainbloget's website. But I think I can safely say that it, on top of that, is brewed with, with hops and yeast. Pun intend, unintended, since it is a top-fermented beer. And I wouldn't be surprised if there is also wheat malt in it. But that last one is pure guesswork at this stage. It is a dark beer. It has got a bitterness, so it's not uh, going to be wheat malt in it, I think. But uh, it has got a bitterness IBU of 27. I'm not sure wh why they have chosen an IBU bitterness of 27, unless it is a porter in which case it makes sense. The expiration date on this particular beer is exactly my 58th birthday, December 12, 2023. Today it is mid-August 2023. The Brother Thelonious beer assortment comes in a standard American size 35.5 centiliters i.e. 12 liquid ounces bottle. The bottle label is two-folded. It is conspicuously red in color, 
on the label on the bottleneck it says brother Thelonious and underneath on this label it says bottle bebop the image on the front label depicts a piano playing black man with a suit and a hat and there is a full beer in a glass on top of the piano piano i should note that the brewery gives some of their revenues back to their community and one of the beneficiaries beneficiaries is performing arts and music good for them the brother Thelonius beer assortment cost me 40 kronor at Systembolaget. That is about 3 US dollars and 75 cents. That is 1 dollar and 26 cents per every four ounces of beer. It isn't exactly cheap, to put it mildly. The preferred serving temperature on this beer assortment is, according to the bottle, 13 degrees Celsius or about 55 degrees Fahrenheit. It's a normal, albeit odd, and exact serving temperature for an ale that costs this much. The Brother Thelonious beer assortment has got a 9.4% ABV level. 9.4%. 9.4%. That's high. How about the experience then? Okay. Left and right ear piece. Okay, how about the experience then? Very good aroma. Yeah. Sweet aroma. I could sniff this beer until it's finished. It's got a two fingers tall head about and uh, or exactly, I don't know. Let's see here. It's dark in color, dark, uh, well, dark, but a little bit lighter in the at the bottom. I can see my, I can't see my, I can see my finger through the glass almost. In some way, no, no, it's a, an illusion. But it's a dark beer, brown, reddish, dark. First impression. It sticks out, and that's a good thing. And it's very rich.
I drink my beers here on this show very quick because or at least uh, yeah I do it quickly because there's uh, no other way to if you don't have the time to to contemplate what you what you're drinking because it takes too long to make a podcast if I do this the normal way but this is a podcast so um, it's not very easy to ascertain what flavors is in this beer or any other beer. But it's a sweet beer, not bread-like, or, or is it? Well, word bread taste, perhaps? Perhaps? I think it's yeasty. And it's malty. Taste on my palate. It's uh, sweet. Very sweet. It's a sweet beer. It's not very... Uh, it reminds me of a porter, but is it a porter? It reminds me of a porter, but a little bit sweeter. Uh, it's not very bitter. But not, not bitter either. It's uh, pretty hoppy, I think. I think it's hops. Mm. Anyway, it's almost candy-like. It's it is candy-like. Uh, fruity? Is it fruity? I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, it may be. But it's uh, underneath a uh, more prevalent taste of uh, sweetness and coffee. Uh, but it's there, it's some... Um... Citrus uh, fruity taste. And uh, there are some spices in it, I think. I think so. The undertone is uh, 
Where is there an undertone? I don't know. Combination level. I don't know yet, but uh, we'll see. Perhaps later when I finish this podcast on, on the beer part. Uh, it's uh, it's almost uh, almost creamy. Well, not almost. It, it is creamy. It's not acidic, and there are no aberrations in it. It's a uh, because it's creamy. It makes this beer stand out because it's not usually a creamy beer I try out because there aren't many creamy beers. It's very difficult to make a creamy beer. Most don't succeed. Even if they try, I, I mean, the typical creamy beer is, uh, what is it? A Guinness, perhaps you could say. This is also creamy, but not so creamy as a Guinness, but anyway, it's creamy. A good Guinness, that is. Uh, it's dark roasted, of course. Excuse me. It's, so it's got a normal carbonation level. It's not filtered, I think. No, I don't think so. Uh, I'm sure of it. Okay, let's see if there are any more tastes in it or flavors in it. Let's see, I have some, um, I have a template. Pineapple, no. Pine needle, no, good for them. Apricot. No, light bread, no, banana, no, straw, no, syrup, no, honey, yeah. It's honey-like. I don't know if they got honey in it, but it's honey-like. Sometimes flavors just come comes forth without there being any ingredients uh, similar to the flavor or that uh, is exactly what the flavor is. Uh, licorice, uh, let's see, no. Oh, well, yes, uh, some licorice taste in it. Uh, clove, uh, clove can be can be said to be in every beer, but uh, no. Fudge, uh, Well, it's a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say fudgy, but it's its uh, candy-like in some, well, it's not chocolate in it, uh, but coffee-like. No raspberry, no blueberry, no mango, no tangerine, or oh, I don't know. The citrus may very well be tangerine, but I don't I, I, I really don't know. 
it's difficult to ascertain. Uh, no raisin and no vanilla. Or there could be a, some vanilla taste in it, but I'm not sure. I don't. I, I don't think I want to say that it's vanilla in this beer. So I won't say it. What about grading then? I grade this beer. Um, it's a very good beer. Oh yeah. I grade this beer 10 devils out of 10 possible. Yeah, I do. It's uh, really a they, fortunately. It paid up buying this beer. It was expensive, really expensive. But I have some more expensive beer, even more expensive beer, in my cooler. So uh, let's see how they make out. But not today. Uh, uh, so, um, was it worth my money? <sighs> yeah, for a beer review it was. But uh, if I was to... Yeah, it was worth the money. But it was expensive. But I have more expensive beers, even more expensive beers in the cooler. We'll see about them later, later on. So 10 devils out of 10 possible is a very good, very, very, very good review. They deserve it. Okay, absolutely don't drink and operate heavy machines, military or civilian. Drink responsibly or not at all. Don't drink at all if you're underaged or pregnant. <laughs> What do the Saudis want? Between August 5 and August 6 in 2023, Swedish Sveriges Radio Ekut published a number of articles regarding the two days long peace talks held in the maritime city of Jeddah next to the Red Sea on the west coast of Saudi Arabia where some 40 countries were represented. Russia was not invited. It was Ukraine's peace plan that was the starting block for the talks. The agenda, how to stop the war in Ukraine. There is no report about any joint statement from the participants, but according to information to Ekut, a so-called quote, broad general agreement, end quote, has been reached. The common denominator is that it must be about respect for Ukraine's territorial integrity and sovereignty must be at the center of everyone's peace solutions. The Ukrainian president Volodymyr Zelensky hopes the meeting will lead to some kind of peace summit 
already this fall, but if and if so when is still unclear. Now to my conclusions. China is said to be positive about another meeting. I suppose it doesn't hurt them to get more leverage in Europe. What is it that some of the Middle Eastern countries want? Surely it isn't about human rights. Saudi Arabia, the host country for this summit, is on and off the lifeboat, swaying both left and right in a death race. It looks as if Saudi Arabia is finally realizing that their existence is entangled with the Russian war aggression against Ukraine. I think that Joe Biden and Antony Blinken are walking a thin line, not knowing if they should attack Iran or if they should attack Saudi Arabia. This is Joe Biden's headache, not knowing how to be able to get the US into a so-called just war, which the US cannot initiate by Joe Biden and Antony Blinken playing the field and lying to the American people and the world. Biden needs to achieve the moral high ground, to eat the cookie and still have it in keeps. Joe Biden is the average high school leader type, and they usually play the game of intrigues in order to win over as many followers as they possibly can to their courtside. Biden knows no other way. He cannot suddenly start a war against Iran or Saudi Arabia, since his people aren't involved in what is really going on in the world. The American people don't know that the US will soon run out of oil on US soil. I know, the US is still the number one oil producing country, but presumably not for much longer. If they had had any other choice, they wouldn't have produced oil with the help of fracking. Fracking contaminates the groundwater in America. They only use the chemically aided method of fracking because they have to, in order to be able to pump up the last remnants of oil from the ground. All the countries in the Persian Gulf do a lot more business with China than with the US. So the US wants to roll back time a couple of decades. All political top secret documents in the US are top secret precisely because of these world stage intrigues. Saudi Arabia wants a US-Israeli war against Iran. If Israel as a state perishes, Iran will soon conquer Saudi Arabia or at least make the Saudis their lapdog. That is why the Saudis walk a thin red line concerning Israel and the domestic religious fanatics in Saudi Arabia. Iran is trying to surround Saudi Arabia by utilizing the Iranian influence in Saudi Arabia's peripheral countries. And the Saudis, for certain reasons, don't look favorably on Russia's, Russia's war against Ukraine. One important reason is that it is an obstacle to the, by the Saudis much preferred, US war against Iran. Biden just doesn't know whether to pursue a war against Iran or whether to pursue a war against Saudi Arabia. He is caught up in the game, 
like a donkey between two wisps of hay. The parties are like tired heavyweight boxers hanging on their opponent in a boxing ring. Right now, I don't think there is going to be a mother of all wars. Not because several of the parties don't want a war, but they don't know how to initiate the war. Iran treads carefully and is hoping to bury the US in good time due to a soon-to-be American oil shortage. So Iran doesn't want to see an Iranian war with America. The sources for this are Sveriges Radio Ekut and Real Life Lore. I am Roger Klang, Klang with a K. Thank you and see you later, alligator, at a while, crocodile.